Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today is an exciting program. Aaron Lipkin is here to give an update on current events in Israel. Larry Stam will have a Messianic Minute. And Greg Patton will be living in today's world. Watchmen on the Wall is here to bring clarity to the world around us, to help make sense of the nonsense. If we can ever be of any help to you or your family, please reach out. We have a dedicated staff ready to pray with you and for you. Call 1-800-652-1144. And be encouraged, my friends. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Hey, have you heard about our brand new podcast? You can now listen to insightful interviews, current events from a biblical perspective, and prophecy that helps you make sense of the world around you. Subscribe today to both of our podcasts, Watchmen on the Wall, and our brand new podcast, In the Beacon's Light. You can get these podcasts on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and TuneIn. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast today. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, welcomes Aaron Lipkin to the program. Aaron was born and raised in Israel. Aaron is an expert in Israeli archaeology and is active in promoting dialogue between Jews and Christians. Aaron is here today to give us an inside look into the latest happenings in Israel. It is our privilege to have with us in the studio Aaron Lipkin, all the way from Israel. Aaron is Avi's son, and of course we love Avi, and we also love Aaron. Aaron is a Bible scholar. He is part of the archaeological team of Adam Zertal. Aaron is a drone photographer. He does a lot of work. I've seen some of his pictures. He has a couple of books, and he has several DVDs, The Divine Choice, The Footsteps of God, The Forgotten Feast, The Gate of Heaven. And we're going to be talking about that, but especially about Israel today. Aaron, thank you so much for being all the way here in Oklahoma City. Thank you for having me. It's really, really a great. We're really blessed to come here. I'm here with my family, and we're enjoying a great summer vacation. So thank you, America, and a belated happy 4th of July. Aaron, tell us about Israel today, about the political situation, and then you mentioned something I never thought much about demography influences democracy. We're having that here. Exactly. I can tell you that as an Israeli, we've gone through, as we call in Hebrew, a balagan, a big mess in politics, in the government, also in the country. What we've seen in the past 10 years is continuous brainwashing of the media, of politicians, of large systems in the Israeli state against Benjamin Netanyahu. And Netanyahu is probably the best prime minister we ever had. The amazing things he did for Israel in the years that he's been the prime minister. Israel today is a superpower in the Middle East. Everybody wants to hop on board. Everybody wants to be our friend. And you see when Trump started the Abraham Accords, suddenly we have peace agreements with the Arab countries that we never thought we would have without solving the Palestinian problem, which was always an obstacle, and now we understood that it's not. So Netanyahu did amazing things for Israel, and you think that people would be so thankful to Netanyahu, 
That's what I thought in America, that President Trump did so many, and they never mention it. For me, being a Christian who loves the Bible and loves Israel, I thought, wow, that's amazing. That one thing alone that President Trump did, but the TV, CNN, NBC. What you have in the States is something we're having in Israel as well. You have elites in the state of Israel that want Netanyahu out. Everybody's asking me, what's going on in Israel? I mean, why did you have four consecutive elections every few months? What's going on there? And what's going on is basically, it's, it's complicated, but I'm going to try to make it simple. Israel is a Jewish nation state. This is something that for many Americans is something that they don't recognize or understand very well. But America is a nation of immigrants. It's a nation that was formed by immigrants from all over the world. And America formed a new identity, an American identity. In Israel, you know, in the Middle East, identities go back thousands of years back. And so the Jewish people have an identity that defines them. And so because Israel is defined as a Jewish nation state, we have to look at what is Jewish. And when you look inside the Jewish identity, you actually see three subgroups. You see one group that I call the Jacob group, which is, I would say, the religious, traditional conservative, Bible-believing Jews. Then you have the Israel group. Remember, Jacob got a name when fighting the angel at the Jabok Pass. Your name will become Israel. So who are the Israelis? The Israelis are the nationalists, the patriots, those that connect more to the peoplehood of the Jewish people. Okay, so we have Jacob religion, Israel, peoplehood. And then we have a third group, and that is a group I called Jeshurun, which is another name for Israel and Jacob that's mentioned in the Tanakh, in the Bible. And Jeshurun represents the universal identity of the people of Israel. And when we read the Bible, we see in the prophecies that the house of God will be a house of prayer for all nations, that God's name and God's knowledge will be spread all over the world. So you have in the Bible that identity as well. So we have these three sub-identities that form the Jewish nation, and they are in constant struggle with each other to say we are the only ones that are right. And so this is the undercurrent. And when you're looking at the Jewish history all the way back, you see that struggle all the time. You see it in the Second Temple period. You see it in the Hellenistic period where you had Jews that were Hellenic that that identified with Greece. These are the Jeshuruns. Which of these three would be on Prime Minister Netanyahu's side? Traditionally, you would have Jacob and you would have Israel forming the coalitions together. Traditionally, and that's why the right wing has been controlling Israel for the past, you know, 20, 25 years. When I was a kid, it was 50-50. But today, I would say the majority of Israelis are Republicans, in a sense. They are conservative. They are traditional. They are God-fearing, God-believing. And so that's the coalition. That's the government that Netanyahu led. And what you had in the last four elections, the four consecutive elections that we had every few months, is the breakup of that coalition of Jacob and Israel. You suddenly, parts of Israel joined Jeshurun, which are the left-wing progressive uh, Jews in Israel, and that was not enough to form a government. You needed more help from the outside. And so they, they brought the... Islamic Brotherhood Party in Israel to join 
partially in order to create a majority in the Israeli parliament. And to get rid of Netanyahu. Exactly. That's the problem. You have to understand that the reason why Netanyahu was overthrown democratically by the parliament is because of Netanyahu himself. Okay, Netanyahu is not a perfect person. He's probably the best prime minister we ever had. But relationally, there are so many people in the current government that were burned by Netanyahu, as we say in Hebrew. A lot of relational issue, anger, frustration. And Netanyahu really did not foster a healthy process of preparing a replacement, preparing someone that eventually will take his place. He did the opposite. He actually put them down. He, he tried to kick them out of his party, he tried to basically force them to leave politics. And what happened was is that the people that are forming the current government in Israel are people that are angry at Netanyahu and don't want to deal with him at all. Well, it's kind of like in America. People hate Donald Trump. Perhaps it's because of some of his manners, and some of his manners are, you know, make me a little nervous. But his core values, love for Israel, love for the unborn, religious liberty, but so many people overlook those important things, and they look at the, which I think are peripheral. Yeah, they're true. He's got some personality issues, but as far as I'm concerned, I love his core values. And it seems like the same thing is happening with Mr. Netanyahu. And if you do a poll in Israel today and you ask, who do you support for prime ministry, Netanyahu would still receive the majority of the votes. But because we don't have a presidential election system, uh, but a parliamentary one, it's more complicated than that. And Netanyahu, unfortunately, today is in the opposition. But I'm telling you one thing, he's enjoying every minute of it. (laughs) Uh, When my wife saw that he is going to be the head of the opposition, she said, I'm bringing the popcorn because this is going to be a good movie. Just to say some things about Prime Minister Netanyahu, I mean, the last, what, 16 years have been very difficult with Iran, with Syria, Hezbollah, and Hamas, and he kept the country safe. You know, American tours could go there. I've been there several times in these 16 years. So I think he did a good job. Netanyahu did an amazing job. (laughs) Israel is prospering immensely. I mean, I was born and raised in Jerusalem all my life in Israel. And I'm telling you, Israel is at the pinnacle of its existence at the moment. Hopefully there are more summits on the way. But Israel is a strong country in any form, any field. We are the top notch in our area. And we're so blessed. I also believe that this is not our work. It's God's work. It's God's blessing to us. And it's also the blessing that comes from all the Christians that are supporting us. And this is important to understand. Israelis really appreciate the evangelical support and also the evangelical pressure on Trump to recognize the embassy in Jerusalem, to apply Israeli sovereignty over Judea and Samaria, the fact that the Golan Heights are part of Israel, the attempt of Trump to stop any type of agreement with Iran. All of these things Israelis will know very well that are not only from Trump, but also a lot from the evangelical pressure and support and lobbying in Washington, D.C. and in the the White House. You spoke about something that sounds very much like we have in America. You spoke about the people outside, the Arabs coming in, and that's kind of what we have here. We're being flooded by people who are going to be voting Democrat because the Democrats want to destroy the border. So when you spoke about demography influences democracy, that that's why democracy is in great peril, freedom, 
as we love it in America, as the Jews love it in Israel. Immigration is one of the problems that both our countries are facing. Exactly. And I think that it's not only in America and in Israel, it's also in Europe. It's also in other places in the world. What you have is the following dynamic. The left wing sees, could be the Democratic Party, or the progressives in the Democratic Party, it could be the left wing parties in Israel, it could be the socialist parties in Europe. They see that they are losing in the democratic fight against the right wing, and they see that they're not able to return to governance, they cannot return to power. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to affect the government in other ways, and it could be through the judicial system. Yes. And we see that in the States, we see that in Israel, we see it in many places. It could be through the media and the arts, the culture, and the left wing is, again, the one that is ruling those fields in Israel, in America, Hollywood is left and the media is left. They're brainwashing us on a daily basis. The educational system, when you send your son or daughter to college, they are being brainwashed by left-wing professors. Same thing in America. I often say one of our big problems is the public school system. Now, I know some good people teach in the public school system, but they don't create the curriculum they don't write the textbooks. The textbooks are written by people who are left-wing. So you seem to have the same situation in Israel. We do have a wonderful selection of DVDs, four DVDs, and also Sisera's Secret by Adam or Adam Zertal. Tell us a little bit about this, and we'll continue in the next program. Okay. So Professor Adam Zertal did an amazing job by discovering unknown archaeological sites that prove the veracity of the Bible. Yes, and so yeah. when we read about the Philistines in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that invade the land of Israel from the Greek islands, from Italy, this actually has a true appearance in the field. And Adam Zartal discovered a mysterious city in the land of Israel that has weird architecture that has a parallel in the island of Sardinia. Wow. And so the book describes how Sisera, the general of Javan, the Canaanite king in the book of Judges, was actually part of those nations of the seas. And Sisera is a Sardinian name. And so everything comes together to the city that Zertal discovered, and he describes the discovery in this book. And he has two more books, amazing books, about Joshua's altar, a nation born, and his newest book, The Footsteps of God, about the mysterious Israelite footprint structures. Wow, and I'm just looking at Sisera's secret, and I've opened to the Sea Peoples and the Shardana. So that's just what you're talking about. I just opened it. It's mm -hmm. page 153. <laughs> well, we're going to give you more information about that, and we are going to have Aaron Lipkin back with us for another program. I've sensed the tension in Israel, and now I understand a little bit more. Thank you, gentlemen. Aaron will return tomorrow to continue talking about current events in Israel and the credibility of the Bible that's shown through archaeology. If you'd like an audio copy of today's program, call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Today we're offering a special Israel Archaeology DVD set from Aaron Lipkin. Explore the secret sites in the Promised Land with these four DVDs from Israel, from Shiloh to Bethel, Gilgal and Joshua's Altar. 
Today, all four DVDs are available for a gift of $60 or more. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. We're hearing from so many first-time listeners. Whether on the radio, online, or on our podcast, thank you. Thank you for checking us out. We're so glad that you're here. Be sure to pick up the new listener pack. In the pack is a welcome letter with history about the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Call 1-800-652-1144 and get your free new listener pack today. 1-800-652-1144 or online swrc.com. Greg Patton will have Living in Today's World in just a moment. First, ministry friend Larry Stamm is here with today's Messianic Minute. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here with the Messianic Minute, Biblical Connections Through a Jewish Lens. In Isaiah 6-8, the prophet hears the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And responds, Here am I. Send me. Isaiah's availability to the Lord and willingness to go where God called is a wonderful example to us as God's people. For Jesus gives us our marching orders through the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, when he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. As ambassadors of Christ, may our hearts echo the heart of Isaiah in response to God's call to go with those wonderful words of availability and willingness, here am I, send me. For more connections, visit our website at larrystam.org or see our Larry Stam Ministries Facebook page. Larry Stam is a featured speaker at our upcoming Prophecy Conference in Columbus, Ohio. Larry Stam will be speaking about the Jewish roots of Christianity. So be sure to check out Larry Stam's speaking sessions when you attend the conference in October. Speaking of the October Prophecy Conference, author Greg Patton has a brand new book coming out this fall dealing with the spirit world and how Christians can be prepared to withstand the evil one. Greg will be debuting his new book and talking about the demonic and the spirit world at our Prophecy Conference in Columbus, Ohio, October 28th through the 30th. Registration is open right now, so make sure that you reserve your spot for this important conference. Call 1-800-652-1144 or visit the conference page of our website, swrc.com. Here's Greg Patton with Living in Today's World. You know, one of those things we get so busy living in life that somehow we miss life. This happened to me way back in the early part of my salvation experience, trying to talk to my family. They can be the toughest to witness to. And my dad was so proud of me in sports, being on television, etc. told all of his friends. He was a 47-year veteran of General Electric Company, blue-collar worker. He provided well for us. But It just really hit him when I trusted Christ as Savior. He called it getting religion. He said he did something like that at church when he was younger. 
And he said it took him about two weeks to get over that and get back to normal living. I tried to explain to him that's not what it was about, and he didn't have the real thing. And, and so it was a constant battle. Two men. We were on the same page there for the longest time, and then when I got saved, we were on different pages. And he tried to convince me I was wrong, and I tried to convince him that this was the way to go. And so a number of things happened, and I actually got in a fight with him one time. He talked about Billy Graham and called him an opportunist, a money grabber. He went through this whole list of things, and the old Greg Patton welled up that I grabbed him by the shirt collar. I was much bigger picked him up and slammed him into the refrigerator and held him off the ground and told him to take that back. I remember going across the street to my home telling my wife, she said, I cannot believe that you would do something like that, Greg. That's the old you. I'm sure that went a long way in getting your daddy saved. And that's kind of how that experience went for the longest time. We continued on and things softened up. I wasn't as pushy. And dad wasn't as mean-spirited coming back at me. And actually, things started to develop. God allowed things to occur to such a degree that my father got very ill, and my wife and I actually moved in to their home. My wife, who was a nurse, took care of him in so many ways, had a hospital bed there, a couple of hours a night sleep for her. She was full-time nurse. And then something very serious happened. She came up, woke me up in the middle of the night and said, we're in trouble here. Greg, dad's not responding as he should. I've already called the EMS. Next thing here, sirens in the little Roanoke, Indiana community of a few hundred people. State police are coming, the local sheriff and the EMS, and they're getting dad ready to go. I'm out trying to help mom. So one of the EMTs came out in the kitchen. He said, your dad doesn't want to go until you come pray with him. I said, really? So I rushed in there. I said, what's going on, dad? He said, just... Just pray for me, son. Wow, what a change. This is fantastic. Absolutely. And I prayed and held onto his hand, and out they went, and it was just something else. I thought, there has been real change in Dad's life, and there was. It got to the point that he was led to Christ then by my pastor. Dad and I developed a new relationship. Even though he was in the hospital, developed a new relationship. And I'd go read the newspaper and talk to him about a number of things very quickly in the morning, just a few minutes, just to spend time with him, and did the same in the afternoon. And then one day I got a call from Terry Zalman, pastor of Miriam Christian Chapel. We developed a relationship through the radio ministry I had there in Fort Wayne. And he said, you know what? God just spoke to my heart, Greg. You need to go out with my wife and I. You're just under so much pressure. And when's the last time you really relaxed, had a good meal, did some fellowship? I said, it's been a long time, brother. He said, would you do that? I asked my wife, yeah, let's do it. Let's just get out. So we went out. Had a great time. We didn't have the cell phones, any of that stuff that we have today, and spent quite a bit of time. Actually, it was out, to, I think, almost the 11 o'clock hour, very late for us in this new Christian walk. Got home, mom and dad's, the phone's ringing off the hook. Grabbed it, it was my sister, Jean. She said, Greg, you've got to get to the hospital immediately. Daddy is dying. I almost argued with her about that because the problem was I got so busy that my regular Friday morning visit did not come into fruition, and getting ready to go out to eat Friday night, I did not go see Dad that Friday night. Called the pastor. He got dressed in a hurry. We're at the midnight hour. We all jumped in the car, my wife, him. We headed to Lutheran Hospital in Fort Wayne. I drove like a madman, I know. Parked there on the street and ran, busting through the doors of the emergency room, and one of the security guards or policemen there said, I couldn't do that. I chased me down the hall, got to the elevator. Going to get there to see that he's waiting on me. Got in that elevator. You know how that is when you're in a hurry? 
The fastest elevator seems to be the slowest thing on earth. And that thing's moving very slowly up to the fourth floor. The doors opened up, sprinting down the hallway to Dad's room. Doors closed. Shoved that thing open, and there's all the family. It did not look good. Did not look good at all. My sister is weeping, and she's leaning over my father. I move slowly. There's a curtain because there originally there was two patients in that room. One had exited, and the curtain was drawn there, and I pushed the curtain back, and I looked. My sister looked up at me with the saddest and, in some instances, nasty look and said, Greg, where have you been all night? Daddy waited on you as long as he could. Boy, that's a gut punch. I instantly became ill. I remember looking, and Dad already looked different. I know he's going gray. I took my hand and rubbed it down his leg and across his beer belly, across his chest till my hand reached his face. He's not here. My sister backed off, and I just could not believe this happened to me. I grabbed his face in my hands, and I said, Oh, Dad, Dad, if you just come back for just a minute, there's something that I forgot to tell you and didn't take opportunity to do today. I want to tell you. I want to tell you how much I love you. And Daddy never came back. And the next time I saw him, he looked very good there in the funeral home. And they had him all made up. And it's been one of those regrets of my life. You get so busy. Your spouse leaves the house, and it's not a I love you or anything like that. You know, I've introduced my kids, and all, not all of them are not living for the Lord right now. I'll tell you this. On the phone, in person, whatever. Do you know what the words out of all of my kids, all six of them, and my grandkids now have adopted this, I love you. It's always, I love you. I would encourage you, my friend, make that a part of your everyday vernacular for people you care about. From family and friends, you tell them, I love you. It might be the last time. There are thousands of stories living in today's world. This has been one. a new listener to Watchmen on the Wall, make sure you request your new listener pack. In this packet, you'll find a special welcome letter from our president, Dr. Kenneth Hill, information about the ministry, and a free book. It's our way of saying thank you for being a new listener here at Southwest Radio Ministries. To request your new listener pack, which is absolutely free, call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 and request your new listener pack today. Be sure to pick up the four DVD set on Israeli archaeology by Aaron Lipkin. 1-800-652-1144 and online swrc.com and when you're on our website be sure to check out the latest prophecy related materials new items are being added almost every day resources by Jonathan Kahn Tom Horn Mark Hitchcock J.R. Church Dr. Kenneth Hill 
Billy Crone, and many, many more. Hundreds of books and DVDs right there for you, your Sunday school, homeschool, or small group. Check it out, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Bible in the News is back on tomorrow's program, and Pastor Larry will continue to discuss Israel with Aaron Lipkin. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.